0: Dark Society podcast covers a variety of important and contemporary issues, including dark art, as well as other kinds of art, literature, film, music, also culture, philosophy, dreams, paranormal experiences, magic, and a whole lot more than that. I'm Mike Carell, director of Chet's Art. I like to paint monsters, and you are listening to the Dark Art Society podcast, hosted by renowned artist Chet Art.
1: What's up, Mike? Hey, Chet, how are you? Good, how are you?
0: Well, I'm pretty good. I was just telling you all about how I am on the pre-roll, which if you're a Dark Arts Society patron of $5 a month, you can listen to that and enjoy our just basically screwing around with technical difficulties. I'm not selling this well,
1: am I? No, (laughs) not not really. So That's uh, okay, but we
0: have a special broadcast today. Do you want to introduce it? Yeah. uh,
1: Well, maybe you should introduce it. Since you're not here. Yeah. (laughs) Well, okay. I'll I'll introduce it. (laughs) For anybody listening... Mike is um, hosting the first annual Dark Art Society retreat. Yes. uh, He's got some uh, people who have come for the retreat all hanging out behind him. He's outside, not in his usual office space. So uh, everybody say hello to the audience.
0: One, two, three. Hello. Hello, everybody.
1: Did you hear that? (laughs) Yes. Wasn't lackluster on your end? (laughs) Sounded good. Everybody, okay, whoever's there, if you can hear me, shout your name out. Like, everyone go in a circle so that the listening audience can know who is at the retreat, if you want to. All right. All
2: right. Uh, Do you want me to
1: start? (laughs) Shane
3: Isakowski. Ben Walling.
1: Sonia Leticia. Chris Hackard. Caleb Beal. All right. All right. That's that's good. Yeah, it's good to put I keep seeing people's faces. And it's like I, I only know a couple people by name, so now I know everybody. That's Chris back there, right? With the hat. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Chris okay. Chris showed up and he's he's the man. That's he showed Caleb up. Caleb and like the, everything with green dude. hair. And then what was the dude next to him in the flannel? Ben Walling. Ben, hey Ben. Hey Chad.
0: <laughs> and then uh Who are the other Kelly? Kelly Lynn is here. I'm Kelly Lynn's voice. Kelly Lynn is here and you can't see her because she's sitting over here because there's not a lot of room. But Kelly Lynn is here as well. Hi, Kelly.
1: She said hi. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what's going on? What's going on at this retreat?
0: Well, we just kind of determined that, I suppose we uh, wanted to get the whole group here. So we had some early check ins yesterday. We had four people arrive for early check in and then we had everyone else show up today. And we just kind of wanted to get all on the same page. And since we're a society and a cooperative, um, you know, my knee-jerk reaction is to take control and start, you know, like determining what what's going so to happen. You? No. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I tried to step back and basically give everybody a chance to talk about what they want out of it and what they'd like to see. And see. then we created just a loose kind of schedule for what we're going to do. So today, of course, we're podcasting with you. We just had lunch. We barbecued. And then we are going to do a dark art. I guess it's not even dark art. It's more of like a social media campaign, marketing tips, tricks, and you know, intel from That's me. Um, proprietary stuff for everybody to. They can ask me questions and find out answers to things they may not know answers to, and more efficient ways to handle their art business and stuff like that. Insofar as social media is concerned, cool. so we're going to do that. And then we're just having kind of a, a kickback evening, a little entheogen here and there for a, a person or two. And um, also just people going straight. And we're going to hang out and enjoy each other's company. And then tomorrow, I'm going to do a morning hike that'll be like a chill hike. I've got a geocache. Yeah, out. Watch
1: out for his chill hikes, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he took me on a, at- a chill hike before. <laughs> I'm taking him to your spot. It was more like a kill hike. I'm going to take them to your power
0: spot so they'll know exactly (laughs) what that chill hike entailed. Okay, just imagine me
1: sweating my ass off and huffing and puffing when you're sitting in my power spot. Yeah, yeah. Your power spot,
0: the floor is about four feet taller now because of all the sand that has dumped down into it. Oh, weird. So, like, the floor is, like, you know, way down below it where it used to be. But I got uh, some geocaches and some semi-precious stones that I found out there, and I made a, a Chetzar scavenger hunt up in the arroyo. <laughs> yeah. It, there's, there's only one clue. So it'll be a, a tricky one. I'm going to take them up there. And then that'll be the morning that we'll take the afternoon off because it'll pre- be pretty warm. And then evening, I'm going to do a more intense hike for people that want to go hit the ridges and go up high and get some views and, you know, do, do that. And then Sunday... Um, people are leaving. Some people are staying. We're going to do a driving tour. We're going to take some people to the airport. And then I'm going to bring people back via the Valle de los Brujos, which is the Valley of the Warlocks, also known as Ghost Ranch, which is Georgia O'Keeffe territory. It's where her ashes are up on is an extinct volcano. And so, yeah, we're going to be doing all kinds of stuff. We're going to do a... We're doing a group painting. So the outhouse people oh, can paint cool. the inside and the outside of the outhouse with whatever great idea.
1: That's a great We've idea. Got
0: a canvas, a group canvas, a bunch of easels. People have been drawing and painting. Excellent. Um, yeah. And Shane and Shane brought up the, the, one of the more important things, which is for us to talk about maybe next stages and steps for the dark art society ideas we have and what we might do yeah. to
1: mobile to the next level. That's a great idea. It'd be cool to do a, a, you know, I'd probably not, this time, since so it's, it's you're not prepared for it, but it just occurred to me, it'd be cool to set up a big um, canvas and then paint it, and then um, like auction it off or something, or sell it on eBay. And we and, do have a huge
0: canvas on an easel right out here that everyone is encouraged. Because that's to pretty cool.
1: On. That's a pretty cool thing for um, you know the first ever yeah retreat. You know that'd be yeah. kind of a cool collectible thing, and then we could well, put, put it towards something cool like getting pamphlets made or whatever we want
0: right no that's a great idea well and joy brought a big old canvas out that she had done a painting on years ago and she blanked it out so it's we've got a a metal uh, travel easel that was joy's mom's and then i've got my my grandpa's wooden easel which is from like the 40s it's like crazy. grandpa painted yeah
1: no way He never told me that
0: my my mother's father was uh, was an artist and he um did i can't believe he never told me that <laughs> he did wood carving sculptures. <laughs> he painted. He did uh, watercolors, acrylics. He'd made uh, leather. He did leather work. I have a leather wallet he made. Um, yeah, he was an artist for sure. He was also a craftsman. He was a carpenter. He built houses. He actually built a, quite a few of the neighborhoods in Seattle over um, in the Mount Lake Terrace area and Lake Forest Park area. Quite a few of the houses. He'd build a house. And they'd live in it, and then he'd build another house, and they'd move to the house that he was building, and they'd sell the house wow. they were living in, and he'd build whole neighborhoods like that. Amazing. Back in the day, back, you know, you back could, in the 30s. Back, and, yeah. yeah,
1: back when you could do that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, and like trade, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'll give you some eggs for this, and mm-hmm. you know, I've got whatever for that. And I know you wouldn't be down for the egg trade, but I'm sure someone would have something <laughs> wanted.
1: Uh, I, I, you know, I, <clears throat> I, I just can't help it. I don't like eggs. What can I say? Well, I, you don't have to say anything. I, can't. I mean, I wish I did. It would make my life easier, but I'm just not into it. Yeah. I love your, your barfing egg story. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> and the thing was, I still
0: remember exactly when you told me, too, because we were um, filming B-roll pickup in San Pedro... I'm Egypt. sorry, San Pedro. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and it was that time when Tom Enzine and I were down there shooting. We were driving around Pedro, and you were telling all your stories. And you, the two that really stuck with me was the steep hill your dad would drive you guys down. Oh, yeah, and yeah. you guys would go over the bump and like, Wee! Yeah. And then the other one was the puking egg story. Which, you know, so the, and it was while we were driving around on that that you told both those stories to me for the first
1: time. So how's everybody liking it? I mean, Mike's got I, rave reviews. What about What do you guys think?
0: Anybody want to step up and tell tell us what they think? Ben's here. Here's
3: Ben. So it's funny. Uh, you mentioned how the hiking might be more than we experienced. and We got a taste of that. He's like, yeah, let's go get some firewood. <laughs> we went out and like I was expecting for some reason pre-chopped firewood to <laughs> carry. And we just yeah. end up with this pile of like tires. And what kind of <laughs> what kind of tree was that? That was Slippery Elm. Slippery <laughs> Elm tree, which is just it's a little bit pokey. Just throw it over your shoulder
1: and kind of carry it around there. Yeah, just you just got to remember, remember anything, uh, you know, any kind of physical activity Mike mentions is going to be probably like five times worse than you're expecting because he's got like super long legs and he's all fit and and he's always walking. And then, you know, normal people are just like,
0: you know, and then there's normal people, he says.
1: (laughs) What I said, and then
0: there's normal people. Well, hey, I warned you, remember, Ben, I told him, I said, we got down there, and we started stacking the wood up, and I was like, you know, so you you may be surprised that it, it takes more out of you, you know, than you think to pull the... He's like, no, I got a pretty good idea. But it still might have a little more than you thought, huh? just because it's the altitude and... Well, I just want to say, I mean, Mike
3: is truly a great host. I've been kind of blown away by how he's able to deal with all of us. It's pretty, pretty
2: fascinating. He, he is yeah. like,
1: he's a he's a natural host, that's for sure
2: yeah and he it's, it's pretty obvious how much work he he and joy have both put in
1: oh good for the yeah thing
2: vibration uh, i mean down to the driving directions here <laughs>
0: So detailed. <laughs> <laughs> so, they were busting yeah. my chops last night. They were like he was like, you know, your directions, you write just the way you talk, you know?
1: <laughs> I'm like, so what? So
0: there was way too much information then? Is that what you're trying to
1: say? <laughs> that sounds about right. That's cool, yeah. No, no, every time I've been there, Mike is like the he's always, you know, making meals, cooking meals. And when he comes to my place, I'm just like, you know, oh, let's go down and get a Garden Burger tacos or something and then right. you'll
0: leave me you'll leave me in your office without the controller with curb your enthusiasm <laughs> on for two hours while you nap <laughs> hey that was a favor i did you <laughs> <laughs> he still considers it a favor to this day that show's great no, it was, actually i did really enjoy it i mean show, all, all joking aside it was really it is really a great show it's
1: yeah, pretty hilarious it it's, it's the kind of humor i like you're i know right. you're you're always saying you don't like comedies and it's like you you know i don't buy it i, I think that that's like Part of a story you've told yourself for so long that you that you actually do like comedies because every time I turn you on to a comedy, you like it. Like when you finally well, watch. Any anytime Nail you turn and on I, me
0: to dark to dark humor, I like it because yeah. I like dark humor. You so. like defending
1: your life? That was not totally dark humor.
0: Well, yeah, it was great. I mean, but I thought it was still dark humor. Yeah,
1: kind of. It was kind of like, the whole still. movie's
0: death humor. I mean, yeah, but it was a romantic <laughs> comedy, really. <laughs> that wasn't the part that I enjoyed. I enjoyed the death humor. <laughs> Whatever. We each take away what we like.
1: Well, you'll see also you'll like with Nail and I, which is very dark humor. <laughs> when you when How
0: the fuck did I know you were? You guys bring up should all film.
1: watch that is what you should do. That's what you should do. You should have movie night and watch Well it.
0: then it, someone needs to hook it up out here because I don't have a big screen TV for everybody <laughs> no, to watch.
1: Right. Put it in the window. In the win- <laughs> yeah. I don't
0: have a big screen TV in the house either. No, that's so. true.
1: That's true. That's true. <laughs> you can watch great. it on the laptop. Yeah,
0: I don't think that uh, eight people around this laptop is yeah, going to be that true. exciting. Never
1: mind, never mind, never mind. It's I'll bad, watch bad with idea. Nail and I. Yeah. For God's sake,
0: <laughs> <laughs> everybody. We were all joking about how much shit you and I give each other last night. <laughs> that's like the core of our relationship, effectively speaking. Well, you know, that's how you know we love we, each we other. We give each other. We alternate. We're alternatively give each other uh, shit. And money, <laughs> I'm like could you loan me some money? Sure, thanks. Oh, and here's some shit, and then then the tables turn and it comes back the other way, and that's what it is.
1: Yeah, well, anyway, what are you gonna do? What you gonna do? That's okay. what you started
0: the whole thing with. What are you gonna do? I'm trying to make out the paintings you have behind you, but I can't quite figure them out because
1: uh, I got a new a new one. I started. I'll go get it. Hold on. Oh, okay. That's just an old fucked up print.
0: He's got something he's going to show yeah. us, something new. Have you guys seen his his where he is in his studio? This is his studio. Well, not his artist studio, but his office, I suppose, that's rather. So that's not his. Music. Yeah, that's his exercise bike there, and he's got a print over the handlebars, maybe, so he can study it. Well, I don't know. Oh, good news. <laughs> it's probably not that expe- uh, ex uh, a special, a special. It's probably like he hasn't used the exercise bike in a really long time, and he's just using it to pile his prints over. <laughs> I'm going to say that while he's not here. We are recording still, so bye-bye, chat. He's an Obama fan, too. You see that? Obama. Oh, here it is. Look. This is, is that the doctor? Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Is that for your solo show? He can't hear me. He doesn't have cans
1: on. Okay, that's the second is that, is
0: that for your solo show?
1: Yeah, that's the second paint. I didn't finish it. I just this is just one sitting. It's actually only a couple hours, so is that the mad doctor? It's a smoking doctor. His name is the
0: the He doesn't have a cigarette though. Not not yet. That comes. So he's through. not really the smoking doctor yet. Not yet.
1: <laughs>
0: not yet. <laughs> he's evolving into the smoking doctor. So it's I've got He's still twelve. He hasn't tried his first one yet.
1: <laughs> I got uh, I think Eight designs, eight studies that came out good, and I have one finished, and I just started the second one. The show's the October 13th, so I have to paint a everything. Cabra. Yeah, I have to paint everything, and I did not even want to look, but I'm going to one, two, three, four, basically a month. A month to make eight paintings, plus wow. another big one that I have started, um... I did. I started it for Dystopia, and I never finished it, and it's a, it's a devil, and oh, so cool. I thought it would fit with this show. Is that, like,
0: one? Is that the one that's kind of like in the doorway-looking thing? The of, yeah, he's got there? like, yeah. yeah,
1: he's got, I'll go get that one.
0: I love that one, that one's cool. This one's really intriguing, because this one, he painted it, and he showed it to me for the Dystopia thing, and he was like, I don't really want to show people this, I don't even know if this one goes with Dystopia, and I was like, man, this one's got a cool vibe on it. Like, it's really played off to the side of the frame, so it really leaves a lot in your mind to question, you know? There it is. If you get, I don't know if you guys can see it because of the glare. Uh, so hey. it's like you can see the smokestacks, and then there's this like devil that's sticking his like head out, peaking like peeking out. out, yeah, like uh, around so from cool. some wood, and he's got, yeah. He's all his drips in the ball bottom. Ball.
2: It's like tall and skinny. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Looks like what? Yeah, there's the eyes. is little eye peeking out there. That's cool. That's that was the one that he was pretty unsure of. I'll see if he remembers that when he gets so, back. Out. that's a weird. Do you weird. remember? Do you I remember when you did that one for Dystopia and you were real unsure about it? Yeah, I just I didn't here? have
1: time to. It's missing something, you know, and um. So I'm gonna find that, whatever it's missing, and add it and finish it. But the reason I, I wanted to do it is because I saw that in a trip. Like I mm. saw. That basically just kind of came to me. Is it
0: like a little guy peeking around a corner?
1: He's like, he's actually kind of peeking. It's like he's holding a cape. It's like a cape. That black thing is like a cape. Oh, okay. His cape is kind of wrapped around him, and um, he's sort of peeking out. So I don't know what I'm going to do to it. But the thing is, since it's a villain show, I have to have some representation of the devil because the devil is like the ultimate villain, so... I'm gonna I, thought, also,
0: I thought you said Trump was the, the representation of the <laughs> ultimate
1: villain. I'm not going to paint him. <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, yeah, who the fuck's going to buy a Trump painting? Uh, um, but, yeah, but I mean,
0: who's going to buy a Nazi face painting either? Come on. That's
1: true, but I saw that in a trip too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is weird, yeah. You know, I was thinking about how weird that, that painting was. It's that swastika face guy. And it was before all this white supremacy stuff really got big mm-hmm. and um, it was just weird. So I remember at the time it's like, Nazism was not the hot topic that it is now. It just came out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. I was, and I just, I remember thinking it's like, that's kind of weird. It does not related to anything I'm thinking about. It was,
0: yeah. It wasn't like, it wasn't like a hot, like you said, out in popular culture, yeah. a big thing that everyone was rallying against or around.
1: And it just flashed to my head, the name Nazi face and that in picture, like the painting and the title. And um, it's weird. It's like it was like kind of like a uh, prof- prophetic kind of thing. I think. Yeah, you know? right. Because how weird it's gotten. But then it's gotten just like to be. You know, if I had, in, uh, a, if I tripped now and had an image like that, it'd be like, okay, that's kind of in the back of my mind, and you sure. see it a lot. But um, that happens a lot with, with the artwork. It's it's a lot of it is kind of pro- prophetic. I think in a way. Sure. Which kind of freaks me out when I look at all my paintings. <laughs> this is prophetic. That's not very good. Yeah, you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I got to do that. I got to sculpt the the f- frame. I cast it in clay, the the frame from the fear. And now I got to alter it and, and mm-hmm. change it. So I got to do that. And then I'm going to do, I cast, you know, the little... um uh, plaques I made from the beer yeah. show it was the like death, little, the little death mask death head plaque. yeah death yeah death, death head, head uh, and so I cast that in clay so that's you know like the the same plaque but in monster clay and then I'm mm-hmm. gonna resculpt the head in that as a devil like oh, kind cool. of a classic devil and that will be in between each painting so I'll have those I'll have nine paintings. Eight of them them will be ovals of these studies I've been doing, the evil clown, the evil robot, mm-hmm. and, and all that. And um, uh, yeah, and that's so that'll be it, and then it'll be a, a small small solo show again. And then next year I'm gonna take off for sure. I told Gary. Uh-huh. Uh huh. No, no, I am. I have to, because I have a show at Bain Art Gallery in Australia. And I'm not going to that, but I am gonna they said they would pay to ship it so that's the only way i can afford to do it so i am going to do a small show in australia in the in like the summer and then that's it and i'm not doing a show for the rest of the year. Uh,
0: you tell me you next march i i'll, I'll be interested to everybody there day.
1: can hold me to it everyone there you heard this if i if i um what will i do if i break that if i break that rule I break my vow, I will.
0: Yeah, that was what I was thinking. Shane Shane, Shane said what I was thinking, which What's is that? you have to make each of us a painting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. That's eight. Okay. All right. That's, that's the so deal. That would be like that's a whole a solo show
0: just for us if you right. blow it. So. A deal. Then you that's wouldn't really be stuck with a solo show.
1: <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Once I get enough people on my Patreon, or I'm getting enough money to where I don't have to hustle all the time, I could actually do something like that. I could make paintings for people for free if I if I wanted to, if I was making enough yeah. money. So it's like I would love to do that, be able to do like a raffle for a full on painting or or choose a handful of people or offer that as a as a thing for people to show up at the next retreat. You know, I'd yeah, love yeah. to do stuff like that. I got no problem with it. It's just a time money thing. It's like everything I gotta do has to earn money somehow, unfortunately. But I'm working on that. So
0: I can relate. I'm with you for I know, sure. I know you can. <laughs> but you're going to be here for the second annual dark art society retreat next year
1: when that's in is it if it's around the is it around the same time you think or we we have to decide yeah we'll figure it out yeah definitely i want to come to the next one for sure um i want to use that outhouse (laughs) i gotta try that out because you've never used
0: an outhouse in your whole life
1: huh i think i probably have used an outhouse i can't remember specifically but you know we used to go camping and, and stuff it was funny
0: the other day I told, I was talking with Gabe Leonard and I, I told him, I was like, yeah, Chet is absolutely fucking fascinated with my outhouse. And he's like, huh? And he's like, I wonder why hasn't he ever used an outhouse? I was like, I don't know. He's like, I've used a few. I was like, Yeah. Me too.
1: yeah but has he ever built an outhouse? That's what I'm fascinated I, with. It's like building not. a ho- an outhouse from the ground up is pretty cool. Interesting. Well,
0: thanks. I mean, I've never done it either. So, well now I have, I
1: guess. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was a, was quite the task for sure. You should have got a f- fuzzy, a furry toilet seat for that thing. <laughs> I good.
0: bought, oh, I did buy a brand new toilet seat for it. Oh, good it, good. it was like a, you know, like the cheapest kind, like project source, $6 and 24 cents wow, wood wow. with paint on it, you know, beat that. but it's a toilet seat. Should so paint, paint, the toilet paint the toilet seat too. Yeah. We got to sit on it. That's right. That's right. I mean, we don't all have airbrushes and stuff. <laughs> if you, if you painted it with acrylic, you'd have that painting on your butt cheeks when you walked away.
1: <laughs> Can I see the, uh, is paint that the outhouse back a, there a wing Can on each cheek? Is what? it, is it visible from here?
0: No, not from here. Uh-huh. That's, that's the, the warehouse where we, where the haunting is, where you and I interviewed for, I like to paint monsters oh, right, back there right. behind us, that building. No, you can't see it. It's around the corner and it has a privacy fence in front of it too. Cool. Cause I, I wanted people to feel that privacy.
1: Absolutely.
0: you know, nobody wants to be interrupted while they're pooping in an outhouse. Yeah,
1: no, definitely not.
0: There's a latch, so you can lock yourself in it, too. I told Joy if she ever gets really pissed at me and she wants to get away from me, (laughs) you can go lock herself in the outhouse. You can go lock
1: yourself in the stinky outhouse.
0: (laughs) It doesn't stink. See, that's part of your hang-up on the outhouse thing is you don't understand that if you deal with your outhouse properly, it doesn't stink. (laughs) Good. I'm glad to do that. They shake ash over their poop when they're done. (laughs) And I don't know that anybody's pooped yet, honestly, because I'm not checking, so.
3: I'll confirm we've definitely.
0: (laughs) Spend some poop? There will be poop. What was that? Did it not stink?
1: It did not stink. Chris Chris Hackard showed up today, just said doesn't stink. Excellent. Impressive. I'm impressed.
0: And just for people that are listening that ever want to do an outhouse themselves, you can (laughs) actually use lime or lye also over your poop as opposed to ash. But since we barbecue a lot, we have a lot of ash, so why not just use Interesting. Interesting. Yep. It just helps with that decomp process.
1: That's the one thing I hate about being human is shitting. It's so inconvenient. <laughs> it's a pain. It's a pain in the ass.
0: Oh, you, you pulled the mic because you first didn't realize you were saying the
1: thing that you were saying. Every time I have to take a shit, I'm just like, ah, oh, this is such a waste of time. <laughs> it's a hassle. I'm sorry. So, OK, so, so I
0: wonder how many people out there actually enjoy it. But, you know, a lot of people is, enjoy it. I don't know when I
1: was in junior high. I don't
0: I really enjoy and it. Girl, and she loved going to the dentist. And I just couldn't Ooh, fathom, like, you know, everybody you think, like, hates the dentist. But yeah. this chick, she was like, I love it. She wanted to be a dentist
1: when she got older.
0: She could get her teeth cleaned every six months. She's like, I love it. I just love it. So, wow. you know, if there are people out there that love dentists, I'm sure there are people that love pooping.
1: I wonder if she, she's into s and or something now. <laughs> I mean, wow. that's like a—it's a its a tor- <laughs> its torture to go to the dentist. It's not f- enjoyable. Well, it feels so good into- after your teeth are clean. Maybe that's what she's into.
0: Okay, but maybe if you're so into cleaning your teeth that when you go to the dentist, it's not that bad because you keep your teeth a lot cleaner.
1: Yeah. In general, and yeah. so
0: therefore, it's not so traumatic. That's true. That's you're already, true. like your special interest is cleaning your teeth. You know? <laughs> <laughs> my special interest is definitely
1: not cleaning my teeth. <laughs> hey, you know um, what? You know what you should yeah. also have is uh, everyone should. You probably already did this, but if you didn't, uh, get everybody to write down what they want would like to see for next the next one, the next retreat.
0: Yeah, we're definitely going to have to do a wrap up after it's all over. I'll, I typically try to do a email communication. Anybody that comes for a tour and the retreat is kind of a tour, and get people's feedback. You know, find you should out. Should do an anon-
1: anonymous like anonymous paper too. So if people have any criticisms, they won't feel bad about <laughs> saying anything. I, I <laughs>
0: I like criticisms, though. They should know that by now. Yeah. So. I will work with you. Come on. <laughs> oh please. Oh please. Oh please. As long as we're not editing a film together, you're not terribly critical. But
1: if it's a film about you, <laughs> then you want hey, it exactly hey, right. hey, hey, it was it worked it was worked out, didn't it? It, it did work out. <clears throat> you know, a, I, bet we, I bet if we, I bet if we did that, if we did that movie now, we would we would have to do it again. No, no. But um, if we did that movie now, I bet it would have gotten more play. I bet it would have gotten more. Well, the movement play. has
0: obviously gathered quite a bit of speed since we released it. Yeah, but it. That's,
1: yeah, that's the thing is the movement kind of came as a result in a lot of ways of the film. So you can't really, you know, it all worked out great. I'm so, eggs, totally though. happy. But I think about it now and I see so many documentaries that have gotten on, you know, Netflix and Amazon that are just not not nearly as good as that one.
0: I think a big part of it though has to do with how much the person who's, who's selling that to these platforms is willing to take because like we could be on Amazon, but we're not willing to take the amount of money. Well, not us, our distributors, I should say, but they, and reasonably so, the amount that they're being offered is is so unreasonable that they just can't see a reason to turn a profit. You know, now if it were you and I, we'd do it anyway because we're not trying to turn a profit. We just want people to watch the movie, you know? But you know that's part of the distributor game.
1: I heard uh Netflix only takes 4K movies now. Oh yeah? Yeah, so everything has to be 4K. That's that's what um some oh, Binky just told me cuz he's got his movie that he made that he's produced. Did they get it on Netflix? Um I don't know. No, it's not edited. It's not being finished. Uh, oh, being I thought you were talking
0: yet. about the monster. You're not talking, you're talking, no, about quarantine talking about Christmas. No, talking about the,
1: yeah, quarantine Christmas. Okay. Yeah. He said that yeah, he said it finished Performances were great. Acting was great. He was, he's really excited about it. So I'm, I'm awesome. happy, man, if he starts making movies. I mean, we used to talk about him and I back in the 80s. We were talking about script ideas, and he was he was like you. He's always writing scripts. And he you know he's like a per- perfect producer type guy. So oh, yeah. It's like the perfect, totally. he's perfect the job producer. for him. Yeah, so I'm so excited. Even if he just gets into making low-budget movies, if he can afford that, that's fucking great. Oh, you know what I saw the other night that was great? Hmm. See what you guys think, because it's been a a bit of a mixed mixed reviews on this. But uh, hereditary, anybody see hereditary yet? I haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah. What did did anybody like it or hate it?
2: We uh, Sony and I loved it.
1: Yeah, I thought it was fucking great. Yeah, we absolutely loved it. So, what about you, Caleb? I saw I saw that you saw it. What did you yeah. think?
0: Oh, I enjoyed it. It
1: was good. Yeah. It, it, what? <laughs> <laughs> He he enjoyed it. It was really good. Yeah i I mean, it was a bummer. It was a downer type movie for sure, and I knew that going into it, so I kind of prepared myself for that. No spoilers. I haven't seen it. Okay. Well, I will say, don't things, pull a fight. Don't pull.
0: pull I, would a fight do I would never do that.
1: I would never do that. Tony Collette is amazing. Her performance is like the best she's ever done in her life. It's so gut wrenching. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. And it's really it's it's a more it's kind of it's beyond what horror movies usually call for. It's like a real serious acting role. Really good. And, and the thing I enjoyed about it, there was very few, there was a couple, but very few cheap jump scares, which pissed me off. Yeah. So, so easy. And, and, um, uh, The creepy, there was some creepy stuff that was really creepy and not the stuff you are used to seeing all the time. Uh, There was a couple things that were creepy and it's like, yeah, I kind of saw that a little bit before, but still well done. But there was a couple things to where they just nailed it, just nailed it. Really, um, really cool. I was, I was really impressed, but it's a fucking. I wanted to go see it. We talked about seeing it in the theater. Yeah, it's definitely worth seeing. You'll like it, I think. Yeah, I,
0: I definitely like that type of subject matter for sure. And I, you know, the last good horror movie I
1: saw was the ritual and
0: that, and I hadn't seen a movie that was on par with that in quite some time. Yeah. I thought, yeah. I, was, I thought that was excellent.
1: Yeah. The, the ritual I thought was, was great and fun. This *The ritual is more like a fun throwback to eighties horror. And, but I thought hereditary was more like a serious horror movie, more like the exorcist or something. Oh, cool. You know, not that serious Well, yeah, it was pretty serious, but, The Exorcist had a real, that kind of documentary feel to it almost because, uh, yeah, yeah. Friedkin was, uh, used to be a documentary filmmaker. That's why I like the the French connection so much.
0: Well, and, and I think also though, it's like when you're dealing with movies like the Exorcist, you know, it was, it was played as a drama, not as a horror. And that's part of the reason why it has horrific qualities, but really at its heart, it's a drama. It's a, you know, it's a classic drama. Yeah. Yeah. Just a very scary
1: one. Yeah. 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 He, he said, um, Freakin said he didn't consider it a horror movie, but I mean, it's clearly a horror movie. It's I clearly think. <laughs> a horror movie. Yeah, totally, totally. But I could see why he'd lean towards the drama side because it really—I yeah. mean—a lot of
0: the conversations and the character building. I mean, Jesus, how mm-hmm. much character building is there before anything happens, right?
1: You get really invested in those characters oh, yeah. right away. You that's, know, Ellen Burstein and that's why. You know, um, that's why so many horror movies suck is because it's you know they don't get they don't get that they don't understand that you have to care about the people. Well and
0: even I mean not even just horror movie shit the other day yeah, we right. were Joy was like, Oh, I really want to watch Million Dollar Baby and we didn't know it was on Netflix, although now we do because we I watched it. I still haven't it again. seen it. I still oh, haven't seen film. it
1: because somebody fucking ruined the ending for me.
0: Oh lame. Well, we we've watched it. <laughs> I've watched it, that'll be the third time, I think. Probably still to watch Still it, worth
1: watching though, right? Even if you yeah, know, oh, the, yeah. know the twist
0: ending. It doesn't matter. It's such okay. a great film. Okay. Clint Eastwood is it. really kind of a peerless director and producer, He's even is great. Even, um but yeah it, kind of on par with a lot of the same themes of gran torino actually a oh, lot really? of the same themes as Torino, and the same character he basically plays the same character oh, in wow. both
1: movies you know yeah, that was a great
0: curmudgeonly me, old yeah. you know asshole kind of guy yeah. basically <laughs> uh, but anyway we were gonna watch it but it, we didn't know it was on netflix and so i was like oh well she was like what kind of boxing movies are there and i was like well let's let's try that southpaw it's got jake gyllenhaal in it you know and he's a good actor and and it was like we watched twelve minutes and we turned it off because it was like, I mean, I don't give a fuck Which about any of movie? these people. It's called Southpaw. And it was like a boxing movie with oh. Jake Gyllenhaal. And like I said, it's like you know. Oh, I mean, is that about? Okay. He's
1: got a brother or something. His brother. I don't. I didn't get that
0: oh. <laughs> far to think. Um, he evidently is a boxer in the film, and then he gets hurt. You know, but we didn't even get to the get hurt part because I didn't care about any of the characters because they spent no time developing any of them in the first twelve minutes right. of the movie. It's like you know, you can hit me with a fight scene for your title sequence, but then for Christ's sakes, give me something to bite onto. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I got to yeah. care about this guy you know, 50 cents, like his, his, his agent and shit. And they're like having some kind of like a tiff in this like back hallway. And I'm like, yeah, fuck this. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's, that's the thing is there's not enough weight leaning on that character development. But then of course, you know, the next night we were like, Oh fuck million dollar babies up. Yeah. We watched the whole thing and it's, it's two hours plus, And we sat there and clocked that whole thing. Cool. Such a good movie. So well done. Okay. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. that's great and also uh uh morgan freeman's in it and his the the interaction really the film to me the best part of it is the interaction between morgan freeman and clint eastwood like oh, okay. that the, the character dynamic between them is just so awesome it's kind of like you and i <laughs> just giving each other shit all the time <laughs> cool. you know but like in a nice way yeah, yeah
1: so does any is anybody there we're only we're at about 30 minutes so i'm just trying to you know Paste this out. Anybody want to come and sit down and chat? Anybody want to go on mic?
0: Yeah, you can take my spot. If anybody, anybody want to chat, with if you? anybody
1: wants to, Shane's stepping up. Here. Okay, yeah, I knew we'll he would be the off. first because he does a podcast. He knows how it is. All right. <coughs> this is getting hot, so we okay, okay, might burn you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Yo, okay. what's up, man? State your full name for. I don't know how to pronounce. It. I always thought. Well, I thought it was Izakowski. Is it? Isikowski? Yeah, I mean that's. That's close enough. How do you I, say it? it? I say it Isaacowski. I- Isaacowski. Okay. Shane yeah. I- Isaacowski is in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Shane. Um,
2: I actually I have a question for you. Um, sure. Recently, I'm not sure if you saw, but I, I started going full-time. Uh, Yeah,
1: I know. That's pretty exciting and scary. Yeah. Thank
2: you. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm feeling good about it, uh, but I want to launch my Patreon Mm -hmm. real soon. And I listened to the episode that you guys had um, with uh, Pete Moorbacher. Yeah. uh, He's awesome. Fantastic week. And that was a great episode. And, you know, he's got a lot of, obviously, a Mm -hmm. lot of good insight. Um, But I just wanted to get your opinion on how I should start, if I if I should keep the rewards, like, extremely minimal at the beginning, you know, obviously I'm a part of your Patreon, um, and so I see your, like, daily postings, which to me is insane that you put that much into it, um, in a good way, you know, yeah, yeah. but, yeah, so I just wanted to know what what your opinion was, um, if I should go like all into it, or you know, I'm still concentrating on a bunch of other different right. avenues. So you
1: know, to make money and stuff right, like
2: that right. now.
1: Well, and then, oh yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Um, I would say, let's see here. I started mine. I mean, part of the reason I kind of overdo it and try and post every day is because um, uh, I. I wanted to do it without offering physical rewards just to start off more simply. And I'm going to add stuff. I am going to add like prints cause I have a whole system for shipping now from my business. So if, if I, um, if since I have that set up, I'm going to take advantage of that just to make it more. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm going to do like prints, print of the month or drawings or whatever. Yeah, I haven't awesome. figured it out yet, but I wanted to start off with no physical rewards, but I did kind of fuck myself because I didn't, I don't ask for anybody's addresses. So that's going to screw me when I start offering physical rewards. I'm going to have to figure that out. Uh, (laughs) But, um, I would say it's probably best to, uh, on that note, it's best to, whether you offer physical rewards or not, you should have, have them fill out their address in there just so you can keep track. And in case you do end up doing physical rewards, but, um, so anyway, the reason I posted so much is because I was trying to make up for the fact that I wasn't offering physical rewards. So that's why I tried to give more content. Uh, the big, the real big thing about Patreon is that I've got the why it's working for me so well. It's not because it's not like people are flocking to my Patreon because I'm putting out so much good stuff. It's because my fan base is so supportive and cool, you know. And yeah. um, it, the the main th- Thing as far as getting um, people over there is how big is your fan base? You know who can you count on for that, and and sort of judge based on that. Not saying that you should should or shouldn't do it. You definitely well, no, you should do it even if you don't have a yeah. big, big fan base because as long as you are not too proud to have a Patreon that's not earning a lot of money, which a lot of people get, yeah. I think they feel bad because. they they, they're only making 20 bucks a month and then they just get all discouraged and take it down but the thing is in two years you know if they keep doing it and keep promoting it they they will their audience will go over there you know so um if you feel weird about not having a ton of you know money coming in if that's if that becomes the case at first you can always hide your earnings you know so people can't see what you're making but sorry i just noticed there's a Percy's chocolate on my desk and i had to eat it (laughs) (laughs) i couldn't help myself um (laughs) so i'm just trying to well okay if you do it which you should do it oh my god (laughs) oh my tooth broke the other day it hurts so bad oh (laughs) oh no i got oh it hurts okay (laughs) sorry (laughs) Oh, Oh, fuck. You all right? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it was stuck in my tooth like sugar stuck in my tooth. This cracked tooth. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) The big, the important thing is, and I look at, do you know Tom Taggart on Facebook? Mm -hmm. He's a great example. Mm. He started off, he didn't have a ton of people on there, and he kept promoting it. Kept promoting it and promoting it and explaining why it was great and putting it out there and, and setting goals. Like he would say, you know, I'm almost at 30 people. If I could just get five more people this month, blah, blah, blah. Try, trying to, you know, just solicit mm. subscriptions that way. And, he, and he's built his following up that way. So I think as long as you realize that people just, if you put it up, people just aren't going to go there. You have to yeah. promote it. You have to market it. Okay. You can do that. You have that podcast.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: um you can mention that at the beginning or ending or both of every podcast because you just need to get the word out there and um it's the platform is so good that that I I, I really believe in it so I don't feel bad about promoting it because I really think it's yeah. offering a lot for the money especially you know for a dollar a month you're getting a lot and um so as long as you promote it a lot I think the the Oh, there's Doc coming in. Um, hey, boy. Um, the, the most of the people on there, for, in my case, are people that want to support. You know, it's the hardcore fans that are just saying, "Hey, I got, I can afford a buck or five bucks or ten bucks a month, and I want to support Chat." And they're not looking every single day at it. I think they're. I, I even had a few people that donated ten bucks a month without a reward, which means they don't even see the feed. Wow. So, you know, you're, it's basically Patreon is giving people an opportunity to support you. So, yeah. you know, and if you have a fan base, you know, the, the heart, Lisa, Lisa, can you shut that please? Thank you. <clears throat> if you have a fan base, <clears throat> you you could just market to them and, and the, the hardcore people that really love your work will support you regardless of what you do, I think. Yeah. You know? So, you know. I would just try and keep it interesting and unique for one thing and offer as much content as, as your, as is comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I still think that Patreons bear, we've barely scratched the surface on what it can be. Cause it could be so many things and we haven't even really discovered all the things it could be just like Mike turned his into the, the horror movie thing. The, the serialized horror thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a great idea. So um yeah, I would say go for it but be prepared for it to start off slow and okay. and don't get discouraged and promote it every day. Promote okay. it every day. That's what I would do and 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 explain to people because one last point I'll make is that um the the reason why it's difficult to <clears throat> get it going is because it's hard to get people people are so used to getting free content. <clears throat> yeah. And so it's hard to get people to come over there, like it took me a year before I, I did mine. I knew about it a year before I started, and I just couldn't get my head around the idea of asking people for money for something that you're giving for free already. So, but then I was thinking, you know, if I give them more than what they're getting for free, <clears throat> then it kind of makes sense, because, especially since it's, you know, at the base level, it's only like a buck. And it's so cheap and it's helping out, and they know it's helping me out. So um, I don't know. Did that answer any questions? Do you have any yeah, specific no. questions that you're thinking? Well, um
2: I, I guess one of the other things was, do you think um, to start off doing it by project instead of the monthly thing, do you think that makes more sense if you're not creating as much content or
1: yeah, you know, it, I think it does if you if you don't want to worry about disappointing people and how much you're posting maybe, mm-hmm. you know, because that way they're only paying for what you're posting up there. Yeah, and, and so on, on on one hand, it, it, it uh, there's less pressure to post as much, which is a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing that you're not stressing yourself having to come up with content every day. It's a bad thing because it's not pressuring you to make more content on there, which might help make the Patreon better. You know what I mean? So hmm. um, I think you can always change it too. And people are really pretty cool about um, if you change your tiers or if you, you know, you can always ask people that are yeah. on there too. What do you think if I switched it to a monthly rather than a per project and you'll get a bunch of responses and so i you know i don't i don't really know i mean if you don't do anything for your project for a month then you won't get paid is the thing yeah you know (laughs) but then again you won't feel like stressed that you have to put something up so it's like you know six of one half a dozen of another type situation
2: you know all right, dude. Thank you so much. Um, oh, no problem. I might, I might be able to come meet you at your show. It's October 13th. Yeah. Right? Excellent. Yeah. So I'm going to be in LA cause I'm in a group show, at cactus gallery called mercy oh, that cool. same night oh, so wow. down. Yeah. So I might be able to come down and, uh, and excellent um, go gallery hopping. So
1: cool. How long are you in town?
2: <laughs> Just that night. I have oh, my okay. open studios during the day. Flying to LA at night, coming back to finish my open studios the next day. So,
1: oh, cool! Yeah. All right. Well, I'll um, I'll give you my cell number so we could stay in touch text oh, cool. wise, and and um, you can let me know what's up, where you're at, and so we can try, awesome, and, try and coordinate. Yeah, cool, man, dude. Cool. Thank you so much. No problem. Anyone uh, else, anybody, anybody else questions? about anything, anything at all? You don't have to. You know, I knew Shane would because he's no, got a no, podcast.
2: Paul <laughs> drawing from experience, by the way. <laughs> Shane's that's, that's podcast right.
0: yeah, is I was called right. Drawing from Experience. Yeah, that's right. Shane and Sonia's podcast. Let's just get this straight.
1: Oh, okay. Where's yeah. Sonia? I, I barely saw. She's,
0: she's right back here. Let me oh. hold up the computer. You can.
1: There she is. Hey, Sonia. What was your last name again? Leticia Leticia Okay. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Shane and Le- Shane and Sonia. Yep. Okay. I'm just getting to know everybody here.
0: I was over there uh, I showed everybody the the how to play Mysterian as a game because everyone knows about it as a an oracle, you know, uh-huh. but they didn't know that we've been developing this game so I showed everybody how to play the game this morning and Kelly was over there playing solitaire by herself. So that was oh, pretty nice. cool. Yeah, cuz you can play it from one person all the way up to 21 players. Oh, so cool. it's very manageable. It's
1: it's pretty fun. You know, I still haven't gotten my cards yet. Yeah, <laughs> I can't use it in my daily magic practice because I haven't gotten my cards yet. But that's all right.
0: <laughs> well, the reason that you haven't gotten your cards yet is because you pledged for rewards that are at a higher tier that aren't done yet, and I am shipping I know, cards out in advance. To I, people know, who want I know. Them. I know. I know. So besides, I still need you and I. You and I still have to finish up the stuff that that you're helping with on it. And I'm waiting,
1: that I'm waiting for the, me the barrel. Getting
0: you, me, getting you the barrel. Yes. So, yeah. Because anybody that's listening doesn't know what the heck we're talking about. <laughs> um, I did a Kickstarter last year called Mysterian, and it's for an all-in-one Oracle and card playing uh, system. It's for quote divination. And Chet is sculpting the box and the dice shaker for that yeah. particular reward. So yeah, it's exciting. It's a little collaboration effort.
1: Yeah, it'll be fun. And after so, you October... You, know, yeah, you can I'll have be... your
0: cards whenever you want them. I told everybody I'd send them in advance of their other rewards if they want them.
1: I know. I'm just giving you shit, actually. But I would like to try really? it out because I, I, haven't, I haven't tried them out yet, so I want to try them out. Yeah, you need to. I know it's fun. It's cool. I do it every day.
0: Cool. Yeah, today our word was awe, a w e, and the number was four. Oh. And then we looked up our quote, but I can't. I don't have the quote memorized. I'm not that cool. Mm-hmm.
1: At least it wasn't uh, a w w no it wasn't oh (laughs) i was actually just telling
0: kelly it's funny because she was commenting on the interesting correlations between the words and the numbers and that's part of the chaos magic of that deck because all the numbers in that deck cycle from one to nine and so there's all these sets of one to nine one to nine one to nine one to nine nine. and the first set the first one to nine we chose words that specifically on a numerological level correlate with the number but for all of the rest of them to incorporate chaos magic, we just wrote down all the words we wanted. And then we just went through cycles of one through nine all the way down the list. And so whatever word landed with whatever number is how it landed, but bizarre, is that how many numbers landed with words that actually fit. <laughs> oh, that's I mean?
1: cool, yeah.
0: I didn't make duality number two intentionally, but it yeah, is. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's lots
1: of stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, so that it's fun to see cool. that, you
0: know, the unexpected magic arise out of it to really confirm that you're doing something, you know, right. a little bit more than maybe just on the surface.
1: Right,
0: right. So it's been fun to share that because I haven't gotten to do a lot of, you know, I, I send decks to people and they use them, but right. I don't, you know, I don't get to actually share it. like. Right. Right do much of this on the ground stuff with people, so.
1: Yeah. I haven't been able to remember my dreams from the last two nights. I've been doing that dream journaling, and I just, it's like, they're either so weird that I forget them by the time I get my to my phone to, to record it, or I I just, they slip away. I think it's because I'm not, um, so I've been stressing on this tax thing and not getting a lot of sleep. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, the
0: stress factor definitely uh, inhibits the ability to recall and to interpret and all that stuff. Or even to have a dream that's vivid enough for it to last long enough right. to recall, you yeah. know?
1: Yeah, it's so weird. I keep, I keep seeing these themes, though. Animals and work, my old job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were talking about that last I time. I, I can't figure mm-hmm. it out what the, what the correlation is, but specific, I'm sure I like, will. Repetitive animals or just animals in general? No, it's always a different one like a dog mm. or a bear or it's, it's really weird, <clears throat> but interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. I
0: love that. All that stuff. Yeah. Pretty fascinating. It right is. away. I told Shane, he had a really, he had a trippy dream last night and I was telling everybody, yeah, it's pretty common for you people to have weird dreams here that wouldn't be like their normal dreams. Time was out and he had a really cool dream that was unlike any dream he's ever had. And oh wow, it's pretty typical. Yeah. Yeah. Weird energies, you know, land of embatchment. I was waiting for something like that. (laughs) People that are born and raised here, they call it the land of entrapment. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah, but no, for me, it is the land of enchantment. Absolutely. It is enchanting. The other night I was watching the sunset and there was a rainbow in front of it and lightning striking right there too, you know? So it's it's pretty enchanting.
1: It's so crazy about all the UFO sightings out there. And after reading that, um, that... Or doing the audiobook of the uh, mothman Mothman prophecies, yeah, yeah, which is not I thought it was just going to be about the Mothman thing, but it was it's about all kinds of it's about UFOs and all kinds of weird sightings right and um, you know there's supposedly these government connections it's, people think it's either the government making you know spacecraft secret spacecraft or communicating with aliens, but it would be so interesting if it ended up being the government. Knows about some kind of interdimensional weirdness that's happened that it, that it yeah, might right. really be or some kind of like thought form creation of humanity that they're studying because they know it's real or, you know what I mean? Yeah, that would be way cooler. Man, the whole yeah. men in black thing is so crazy. You, you've read up up on that, right? No. Oh, my God. The men in black thing is insane. Like We're not talking Will Smith, right? No, no. That, oh, was, Jones. <laughs> that started off as a comic book based on the myth of the men in black but the the real men in black real I say people that have reported it. it's always around u f o sightings they wear black suits, a lot of them look kind of weird, they talk in sing songy voices sometimes um they swivel strangely when they walk, huh, yeah, like totally fucking weird, like so weird, sometimes like you know their eyes are a little bit bugged out and just th- there's something odd about them, or sometimes they're they're usually like really ruddy complected, and right and- when
0: you said their eyes, their eyes might be bugged out, like it glitched out on this side, and it was like eyes might be really. I was like, don't talk <laughs> about them; they're listening. bro. They're trying to shut down <laughs> our
1: broadcast. They all they tend to drive in these old cars.
0: They're like, like low men.
1: Yeah, totally like low men. It's so yeah. weird, man. And these are reports from like the '50s and '60s too it's so weird. And they interview people about, um, you know, if they've seen UFOs or it's just so weird it's, they're posing as like government people. Sure. But it's so bizarre. Like the, the one, the, there's one uh, story in that book where one of them was sitting down and, and he picked up a pen and he was just tripping out on this pen. Yeah. Like he couldn't, like, it's like, wow. And she like, you want the pen? <laughs> she gave him the pen, but things <laughs> like that, like really odd things. Yeah, you got you got you read the book, right? Did, I did, but
0: it's been so long. I mean, yeah, I you, was I was uh, in my early twenties. Yeah, when I Yeah, you got to read, read
1: that book, man. It's cool.
0: I mean, I re- I just the thing I remember was the movie and not liking it. But then you and I talked last time about that, and I said I'll give it another try. It could just be too, because I don't really. I'm not a big fan of Richard Gere too, and that so oh, you right, know. right, yeah. That's, not, but
1: that's but like know. I said, that's a small part of the book. The book is about. The whole yeah, well, phenomenon. books are
0: so much better anyway. Yeah, there's yeah. going to be a lot more interesting shit because you got to make a movie about whatever you can captivate people for an hour and a half. You know? Yeah, like
1: that—that that story of the movie is not really in the book. It's more like that movie was based on reports and they turned right. it into a story. You know. Right, right. But it's so weird. I mean, just it's just so weird. I can't even. You got to read it. You got to read it.
0: Well, there's lots of, I mean, there's lots of weird stuff to be seen out here, you know, even if you are in a normal state of mind. (laughs) That's what I was
1: thinking when I was reading that. I kept thinking about your weird bicycle thing, your wind spirit. It's like, that's the kind of stuff they're talking about in there. You know, this guy's talking about.
0: Yeah, and for me, it's never like, you know, a lot of the times you'll notice these certain consistencies between people. You know, there's like a homogeneity that, you know, right. like even the alien concept. Well, we talked about that before, that there maybe is this special consensus that's created because the archetype that someone saw and right. someone else was like, oh, I can buy into that. But like the shit I see oftentimes is like that the bicycle, skeleton, wind spirit, grasshopper, right. wheelbarrow <laughs> thing. It's like I can't even make any heads or tails or sense right. out of it. It's not relatable to anything that I'm. Yeah. You know, familiar with it all? It's definitely beyond. I mean, I've seen things that are a little bit more relatable, like low-flying planes that are there, and then you look back and right. they're just gone and stuff like that. But full, you know, full embodiments of some something else that very clearly has some level of uh, of sentience is mm-hmm. pretty disturbing, but also exciting. It's a weird mix, you know.
1: Yeah. I had a weird thing a couple nights ago when I was falling asleep. I opened my eyes and I saw like a spark mm-hmm. up up in the, up in the sky, but I mean up by the ceiling, like the spark. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. What were you thinking about when you saw it? Nothing. I was like half asleep and I kind of woke up for, I woke up and looked up. I was trying to fall asleep and I just mm-hmm. kind of out of the corner of my eye saw the spark. It was weird. See, the
0: spark of intuition, but we, you just don't know what you were being, yeah. what you were Spark assuming. of inspiration. <laughs> 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 the spark of inspiration that you can't interpret it's that's like, like oh, that
1: on, really that other thing that ha- it was it reminded me of that other thing that happened to me when I started um when I first started getting it uh two years ago and I started re-getting into like trying practicing magic mm-hmm. and I was doing the meditations and I was doing the um the kind of tarot ritual and and all just the basic stuff and sure. one night I when I when I, w- I went to sleep Oh, that reminds me, I started going out of body last night, but I was freaked out about it. So I was trying to resist it. Uh yeah. <laughs> but um I started I guess I started getting that thing where my head goes. Zzz, mm-hmm. Zzz, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh no, I'm gonna go out of body. I don't want to, it's too scary. <laughs> but um when I was doing that the first time after about two weeks of of really getting into the meditation, I I had it to- full on out of body. I know I told you about this before, but and my body floated up. Above my body, and then a little bit, I think to the right, <sighs> I was probably two or three feet above my body, and then I was just getting jolts of, what felt like jolts of electricity in like these meridian points in my body. Mm-hmm. I felt mm-hmm. like a and you pin-
0: said you felt like it was unblocking you or something. Yeah, like un- well, unblock-
1: well, it, that's what Damien told me because I asked him about it. It felt right. like I, my body was a pinball machine, and when the the pinball hits like one of the bumpers, it goes. Yeah, yeah. It was totally like that in my body. And that's as far as it went. Like, I didn't go off flying around or anything like that. And then I asked Damien about it. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's kind of like a, a normal thing. It's just your, 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 uh, your body is um, you know, uh, unblocking blocked energy channels. Yeah, which yeah. Which is kind of cool.
0: Yeah, that is cool. It's funny that we're bringing up dreams because last night I told these guys last night I had this dream that I was tripping in my dream. And no, it was I've like, had that before. And, so and it was weird. really, really like, you know, very, very visual and intense. It was like way more intense than a trip would be if you were just awake, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, and it really felt like I could all of a sudden I was like, and in my dream, now that I'm thinking about it, I hadn't taken anything, and so I was surprised because all of a sudden I was like, "Whoa, I'm, I'm getting, I feel high, I'm like euphoric." And then I started looking around, and it was like everything around me started doing these crazy geometric like layers that were dropping forward and back and synchronizing like almost Rubik's cube kind of Mm -hmm. style. And I remember being like, "Dude, did someone dose me or something? Like, how did this even happen?" And then I remembered in the dream, I was like, oh, I'm dreaming and I'm tripping. And then it just kicked me out. Uh, oh, weird. <laughs> was over. It was like, nope, segue, new dream, <laughs> you
1: know? Man, I, I had a, a real, I, I'm sure I told you this before too, but um, I have one one time where there was like, it was scary. It was like the future, this dystopian future, but it was around my neighborhood and there was these riot police and they would come out. They were basically, you know, like, trying to subdue the populace or something. Mm -hmm. And they would shoot this thing in the air that made everybody, it was like DMT kind of, it made everybody trip on DMT, but they like did this. I forgot how they did it. They shot it out of a gun or something, but it started like snowing, but not snow, these little white balls. And then all of a sudden, as if by some uh, magnetic force, they all went and lined up in, in oh yeah, you did tell me that in midair.
0: I remember it that. It was so freaky. <laughs> yeah, you t- in fact, you—that was on. Uh, we didn't include that in the documentary, but that was when Tom was down doing the lighting on that first set of recordings. Uh, okay. The 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 green and red lighting one where you're wearing the Sublareo shirt, the HP Lovecraft mm-hmm. shirt. That's when you told that story, and I have it on tape. I just we didn't use it in the film, um, but I do. I do remember that. Yeah, that's super cool, man.
1: Super fascinating. Yeah, that was a trippy one. But I've had them where I was tripping before. It's really weird.
0: The last one I had like that was the the one that's in my my book emails from infinity that is on the podcast where I had the dream that I was like at the at this weird um, like food co-op and I had this job there and someone gave me these this fruit they were growing to eat and I didn't know it was this like psychedelic fruit and I got super high in the dream and that's the one with the beaver shaman where that oh yeah yeah right yeah yeah. and the beaver shaman puts my head between my his legs and like we go on this you know interdimensional journey down the circle and yeah, then he got yeah. scared and like I took over control and he was like, oh, I can't yeah, go any yeah. farther." <laughs> looking at us. And I remember there being this gigantic like rabbit and it was turning its head towards us. But it was like turning really slow. It was almost like, you know, those things you watch in movies where it looks like it's moving, but it's not like it has that like, you know, not a stutter, but it looks like it's perpetually yeah, kind of yeah, moving. Yeah. But it's, That's what this huge rabbit was doing. It was like, you know, the size of like a, a mountain. And it was just turning towards us, but it wouldn't reveal its uh, face. So and for cool. some reason, it just scared the shit out of the beaver shaman. He was like not <laughs> having it. And I got some rabbit magic out of that one. So, but yeah, yeah, that was the only other real profound tripping dream I've ever had where I was like, that was a hyper vivid dream where I was definitely very conscious of what was going on and making decisions and, right. you know, hyper real stuff. Dreams are so cool. They are. They're amazing. <clears throat> Well, well it's we're fun, finally getting around to them again since we started this whole podcast way back in the day with dreams and paranormal stuff. And, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it's part stuff. of the, the you know, the magical practice. That's why I'm back into it. And it's just something I've been too lazy to do my whole life is really do a dream journal. So now I'm I'm getting my shit together and I'm really trying to get my shit together <laughs> I <noticed laughs> in general, that. in general, because it's like I, I'm just I am too old for I really am too old for this shit at this point. It's like, you know. I, I have no problem with being um, disciplined when it's something I like to do, like art, you know, <laughs> then I get obsessive, but you know, discipline is a big part of discipline is all the stuff you don't want to do. Like, you know, totally. meditating every day and doing a dream journal and all this stuff that I've just been too lazy to do. So I'm really feeling like, um, I just want to take control of my life. You know, it's, yeah. I mean, things, it's like things, everything, most of my life is perfect pretty much you know but there are things that are really keeping me from I don't know living There's into it's potentiality. Full, yeah I feel like you know I feel like man if I had the money and the time and the resources I could just do s- s- such amazing shit like I'm barely getting to do anything I feel like compared to what I want to do yeah compared to the uh, the grandiosity of the ideas yeah, because there's so many ideas it's like the it's funny it's like the there's no like I always say there's no um shortage of ideas at all nope. <laughs> it's, nope. n- it's never the problem, so I'm trying to get that together
0: and I think well, I we both know that the dystopia once that book is done, that's going to be you know a significant part of of that occurring for you.
1: Yeah, I think so. I hope so. Yeah, I think I think it will be. I well, mean it's it's here's, either here's way it's got to get usual it's saying, get done. saying I know so <laughs> and you wait and watch and then I'll prove you prove myself right again. Okay. Uh, I'm going to trust you. The thing is, you know, the only reason I said that is because the Black Magic book is amazing. It's a great book. I love I think that book came out so perfect. It's Yeah. Great. And um you know, I don't feel like it's you know, moved me up to an, my career up to another level necessarily. Or, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was cool. Yeah. It was a milestone. It was great. I'm glad I have it, but um, I guess it's the, the dystopia book is different, though, and it's got different potential than that book. Oh, so.
0: yeah. I mean, it's the cornerstone of, you know, your body of work and the story and the concept and all. You know what I mean? It's 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 the beginning of I mean, I know that once it's done, we're not going to have a hard time finding people to throw money uh, on development behind it because it's yeah. too good an idea. And you have such a large body of work. You know, you're already iconic. You have a significant fan base. There's just yeah. no reason it won't work. You're dialed into too many of these people that already know the potentiality of you. If they see a Bible that's the cornerstone of what could be a huge franchise, they're not, they're not fucking fools. <laughs> 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 At least yeah. I don't think they are. They didn't get where they are from being fools, I don't imagine.
1: Well, as soon as um, the show, literally October 14th, I'm going to start back on it. And um, I just kind of realized that it's it's going to be done this year. That's that's like the best I can say. I don't know if it'll be printed this year, but it will be no. finished and off to the printer. Which means you know it'll be a pretty short time after that. So it's it's going to be this year. That's pretty much my part of the reason I'm also um, taking off next year is because I got to bust my ass for the rest of the year on the dystopia book, and then there's probably going to be some rewards. I still have to be finishing up into the yeah. next year, but we'll see. I, I got three months where I'm you know. Who knows? I'm just doing my best. What's up, Chris? The best you can I is good I see Chris enough. back there. Are as, you, as are you? Radiohead says. That's right. Are you enjoying it? Yes. You having fun?
0: Yes.
1: That's a yes. <laughs> yes. For sure. I haven't got to meet you in person, so this is like the closest I've gotten <laughs> so far. And I talk
0: <laughs> about you a lot, Chris, so chat hears about you a that's lot. That's true.
1: That's true. And Caleb, I have seen your face, but I haven't like... Spoken to you, so yeah. I mean, I recognize you. But whereas Chris, I don't see a lot of pictures of of Chris online.
3: Yeah, I don't like cameras. Yeah,
1: <laughs> no cameras for Chris. Yeah, that's how Lisa is. She will never let anyone take a picture of her. Yeah, Lisa is a hard nut to crack for oh, sure. Man, she's not letting anyone do anything she doesn't want. That's <laughs> it's true. When it
0: comes to her, she's a hard woman.
1: Yeah. She's just like my wife. Yep. Joy doesn't want anything to do
0: with this. Notice you haven't seen it. So.
1: <laughs> Tough cookies. Yep. Um, well, we're over an hour, so uh, you want to wrap it up? Does anyone yep. have any final thoughts or anything you want to say? I mean, you could promote something of your own. You can say something. You can. Don't you fart know, into the mic. Don't fart into the mic. But, well, you could. You know what? You could fart into the mic. I wouldn't Chet care. just gave you permission. <laughs> well, wait till I move, though. <laughs> It is, you know, this is your, your opportunity to say something to, um, you know, what will eventually be a thousand people in a couple months, maybe you get about 360 listens a day, at least on SoundCloud. Sonia has something to show you. I don't know if a, the camera will pick it up. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's awesome.
0: That's yeah.
1: excellent. There I am. That's excellent. Very good. I've been a bad cowboy. That's excellent. Yeah, so we got some art going on. Yeah. Man, I wish I was there, damn it. Yeah, no kidding, Chad. Shit. So here's the thing. When I go next year, I am going to just be sitting around. I mean, I'll be drawing, maybe painting, but I'm probably not going to be doing a lot of hiking.
0: (laughs) Well, and I have given everybody the choice to opt out of that. It's not something anybody has to do.
1: When I go out there, I like to just chill and hang out. It's a great place to do that. Yes, it is.
0: And you like driving tours. I took you on some driving yeah. tours, abandoned man. sawmills. And that one, the we do it the old way with the, the guy hanging from the noose on the side oh of the highway. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was <laughs> freaky, man. I took Chet up to this place. And it's like way out in the middle of nowhere, and it's like this old you know old world kind of community, and there's this this uh an effigy it's fully stuffed like a scarecrow in all white clothes white effigy, and it's got a sign it's hanging from a noose, and it, the sign says we do it the old way <laughs> so i I had Chet stop stop
1: and take a picture I stopped, and he yeah that like, was <laughs> disturbing
0: yeah that's, <laughs> that's definitely the wild west for you
1: you should put that in the um in the uh 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 New Mexico, Mexico true, true horror. horror. Yeah. That, yeah. That would be a good one
0: for New Mexico. True horror yeah, it would be, it might be true horror having to get the shot and not. To get <laughs>
1: <true>. <laughs> yeah, it might turn
0: into real true. They horror. might do it the old way. I might be the new effigy. <laughs> there might be a body in that. It might just There's be the, you know, they just mess that body up in white clothes and you know, doing the blood it, so it wouldn't make a
1: mess. They're doing it the real old way.
0: <laughs> it's funny <laughs> is it's on this armature. And the other day, joy and I went by and the armature was down and I was like, they're not doing it the old way today. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're doing the it the next new time way. We went by, it was back up again. So <laughs> they were back on. They, they must take, like, Tuesdays off or something. <laughs> like, we do it the new way on Tuesdays.
1: <laughs> Anybody? Anybody got anything to say?
3: I will say, if you're not, obviously, if you listen to this podcast, you are probably on board with the Dark Art Society, but you should definitely get on board because it's a real thing, and we're on the ground doing it, and when we all meet together as a group, it's very clear. We have a, we're all like-minded individuals and we kind of come together and it was weird listening to Mike's voice for a year and then meeting him (laughs) and realize it's actually a normal person, you know, relatively speaking. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, yeah, yeah, it's a fascinating thing for sure.
1: Cool. So yeah, you're, you're, you're feeling the, uh, community spirit.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, i've been kind of having a weird thing with my art where i'm not sure where i'm going with it i've been doing a lot of landscape work and other stuff and if you want to follow me it's uh, on instagram it's at ben underscore zo that's b-e-n underscore z-o-h but i've been doing a lot of landscape work and stuff and then i got here and we kind of all t- got together and it was like this weird thing where I was like god damn it i want to paint a monster <laughs> it's just this weird energy
1: well that's the thing about you know the 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 idea of using the dark art society name was was because we were trying to focus on this community that is we we felt like is underrepresented you know but at the same time you know this stuff applies to any kind of art and and even beyond that it 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 applies to anybody that really i don't know wants to be friends or do good in this world, or just you know, be with people that are cool, you know. So it kind of operates on on many levels, and you don't have to necessarily be an art a dark artist to be in on it and into oh. it. And uh, you don't have to be an artist for yeah, sure. I was going
0: to say you don't have to be an artist. <laughs> we got collectors that are part of the dark art collectors Society.
1: and people yeah. that just see the value in it. In it, yep. uh, dark promoting dark art and people who see the value in promoting art in general. So you know, it's just. It's a weird thing. It just really organically developed. It's it's really a strange thing that I felt, you know, and I think Mike feels the same way that it's just been like, we're just following this thing. You know, it just came up as an idea and we've just been following it ever since and seeing where it goes. You know, that's the fun thing is not knowing where it's going to go.
0: And also listening to each other. I mean, you know, I had talked to you for a long time about how I wanted to do retreats here at my property and things like that. And I was even back with, I like to pay monsters. Right, I, like, maybe right. we can do an I like to pay monsters retreat right. or whatever. And you know, and you, you always were like, yeah, that sounds cool, but you never gave me like a solid affirmation on it. So I was just waiting. And then eventually you hit me up and you were like, you know, maybe we should do like a dark arts society retreat. And I was like, okay, there it is. I've been waiting for something like this to, for Chad to say something, you know what I mean? Right. Because that's, you know, that's part of that teamwork is each person bringing something to the plate and cross checking each other. Mm-hmm. You know, if I do it too early, it's no good. If I do it too late, it's not good either. So I, you know, I needed to hear from you that it was the right timing in order to feel like, okay, it's the time. You right, know?
1: right. Yeah. Well,
2: it's
0: so exciting. I'm going to let all the, the people that are listening know that I'm going to apologize right now. I'm not going to read off any new uh, patron names until the podcast for the following week, because I am outside on the porch. I don't have access to my computer out here. What a batch. So we did miss everybody last week as well, because of the technical difficulties we were encountering. And I have written all those down. And so we'll have a big group of people for the next podcast. So if you have pledged, hang tight, your name is coming. All
1: right. Well, I want to thank everyone who um, is with you today and you too, and you enjoy, but everybody who showed up and is supporting the movement and helping to create something new and helping it to become large. And, uh, I appreciate all of you there for doing that. It's awesome that you. you went. I wish I could be there. Uh, it's cool that, you know, you guys took my place, made sure that, you know, someone was there to represent, than well, and we
0: also have <laughs> Dark Arts Society members that couldn't be here that contributed uh, financial support as well, like Karen Welch, for instance. Right. Uh, and, you know, there are people out there that couldn't be here but still wanted to help this thing to happen. And so
1: thank That's you so all cool. for those. That's so cool. Yeah. Well. And, and to subscribers, people to, who oh. subscribe at all levels, we appreciate it. You know, what you should show these guys and gals is um, the the new logo.
0: Oh yeah. Good idea. I have it on my phone. I'll do that.
1: It's so cool. I love that thing. So yeah. So t-shirts and probably pins are probably going to be coming soon. Soon, So, um, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you everybody. Thanks again for chatting and Mike and thank you all for contributing. And, um, I guess that's it, right?
0: Yeah, we'll catch everybody next week on the Dark Arts Society podcast. Thanks for listening. If you guys want to join up, you can go to patreon.com forward slash dark arts society. And that's a way to get rewards and also support the movement. If you want to support Chet's Patreon, that's patreon.com forward slash Chetzar. He's got one of the best Patreons out there right now. I subscribe to it. And my I have two, but my current one I'm promoting pretty heavy is patreon.com forward slash emails from infinity. And that is for my horror film, New Mexico True Horror, which I'm currently working on. Um, it's a kind of a, a believe it or not type experience. So head over there and read up on it. Click that you're 18 or older and uh, you can see all the scary shit. So thanks everybody for listening. There's links in the description to all the things we just talked about. Appreciate all the Dark Art Society members here. Yes. We'll
1: catch you next week. You guys are awesome. Alright. Bye-bye. See everyone say goodbye. Bye. Now let, not without you saying it, Mike. <laughs> Everyone say it really loud for the for the listeners. Bye, Chet. Bye, Bye Chet. Chet. <laughs> all right. Okay. Bye, everybody. And Lupe just barked. Yeah. All- <laughs> <laughs>